Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Hill. Welcome everybody into the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner and Rachel Hill. We are slowly rounding out the spring semester here with all the sports from both fall, winter and spring. But Eric, we're getting closer. It's almost the end of May, which is crazy to believe. And there's still a lot of news going around the WAC. Yeah, almost the end of April. You're ahead of yourself already, Rachel, as we're, we're looking forward to the end of May, I think, when everything wraps up. But, yeah, some uh, championships happening this week and also some big news on uh, campuses this week. Yeah, there's huge news and actually a name that we're all pretty much familiar with, and that's Jamie Boggs. She served as the interim athletics leader. I want to make sure I get that title right. And now she's the VP of athletics at Grand Canyon University. So huge congratulations to her. She's done a terrific job over with the Lopes program, you know, bringing in five different WAC championships. She's hired multiple coaches, a lot going on over there, and she's done a terrific job. Yeah, well-deserved for Jamie Boggs, who we've had on the show here before, Rachel, and getting that interim tag taken off. And as you mentioned, GCU, one of the top uh, programs, top to bottom, any sport in the WAC. So they've done a fantastic job there. She's done a fantastic job leading that group as well. And uh, uh, was looking at, Rachel, I saw that she's the first female uh, athletic director. It's vice president of athletics, but, you know, sort of that position at GCU and also only the third uh, Asian American uh, athletic director in division one currently. So breaking down uh, some barriers there as well as uh, Jamie Boggs, the, the new VP for athletics. I was reading the article that Grand Canyon put out about it and she mentioned how she has a daughter and that she wants to inspire young women to dream big and know that you can do absolutely anything while also being a mother. So I personally, as a female, I love to see that. That's something that inspires me as well, that you can have these huge goals and big career moves and everything else like that, but you can still be a mom. And so it's great to see Grand Canyon also support that vision. It is. And uh, GCU was not the only a school making an announcement uh, regarding their athletic director this week. Tyler Mariucci is the new athletic director for CBU. They just announced that and had their press conference actually earlier today. We're shooting this on Tuesday, April 27th. So huge congratulations to them. He's a big California guy. He has gone a little bit all over the country, but his last three schools being the University of San Diego and then San Diego State now moving up the coastline to head over to Riverside. Yes, and CBU is another school I think they've been much in that GCU mold, uh, looking to them as kind of a, an example for how to transition from Division Two to Division One. And uh, Ron Prettyman was the interim athletic director this past year, did a great job at CBU, but they, they make uh, Tyler Mariucci the new uh, director of athletics. And as you mentioned, a California guy, knows a lot about the area, has a lot of experience in Division One, and uh, I'm sure will do a great job for the Lancers. Yeah, he's also worked for the Big Ten, the West Coast Conference, and the Mountain West, and he's been all over. Eric, looking at our championships now, we had our women's golf tournament this past week. You were able to kind of get a little bit of the behind the scenes there. What (laughs) surprised you about our time out in Las Vegas? Well, I guess a little bit north of Las Vegas. Yeah, a little bit outside of Vegas and uh, Boulder City, and and actually that's where the men's championship will be again This week, uh, I guess when you look at the history, really no surprise, Rachel, that New Mexico State wins as they won six of the last seven, 10 overall. I mean, you talk about a dynasty in in women's golf. It's New Mexico State and their coach, Danny Bowen, uh, grabbing the Coach of the Year award this past week. Amelia McKee is is named the Player of the Year, and they also 
uh, get the freshman of the year. So uh, they sweep the awards and they win the championship again. So they're heading to the NCAA. So congratulations to New Mexico State on another great season. When we recorded this last week, Rachel, I believe Grand Canyon was in the lead and then New Mexico State overtook them on, on the final day. And then also uh, for the individual title, that was a, a tight race as well, where Peyton Farringer was in the lead heading into the final round. And then Victoria Estrada put together some great birdies on uh, 15 and 16 that propelled her into the uh, individual championship. I was able to talk to her on Wackall Access last week, and I was asking her about the nerves of what she was thinking about in those moments. And she said that her coach took her out to the driving range because they were prepared to go in and do the final hole again, that final 18. So she was getting herself mentally ready. And then one of her coaches walked up and told her, no need to worry. And that was it. She had won. And she's the first Utah Valley player to win the individual award. So huge congratulations to her. She was fantastic on, on Wackall Access with me. Yeah, and her coach, Sue Nyhouse, who's been there for years at Utah Valley announced she is retiring as their head coach, and she will accompany uh, Victoria to the NCAA uh, regionals since uh, she's the individual winner. She does get to qualify for that, so that'll be uh, the uh, Coach Nyhouse's uh, swan song there. So uh, congratulations to her on a great career at Utah Valley, and Victoria was uh, it was kind of a hometown uh uh, win there because uh, she's from uh, not too uh, far away uh, Henderson Nevada yeah and she said that her entire family got to come out and it was one of the first times that they were all able to gather around and she learned the game of golf from her brothers and her dad and it was just so rewarding for them to be out there with truly a great interview if you haven't checked it out already make sure to head over to the WAC Instagram page and you can check it out on the IGTV uh, list that they have there it was truly one of the best interviews that I've been able to be a part of this year and uh, her energy was just so much fun it was electric it was so honest and vulnerable and I loved that interview yeah it was a great job uh, and uh, congratulations again to uh, her for winning the championship New Mexico State for winning the uh, overall title and uh, we have some other champions to talk about men's soccer. Uh, we're going to have Shellis Heinman in our next segment, the retiring coach for GCU. You won't want to miss that a uh, little behind the scenes here. We actually recorded that before we recorded this segment. One of the better interviews we, we've had all year, Rachel. I think everyone should listen and we should all live by the three P's. So make yes. sure you check out the second, second segment of that. It was truly an honor to sit down and talk to him and what a fantastic career that he's had, Eric. And GCU uh, was a, an at-large team. I think only 36 teams qualifying for the NCAAs this year. So getting two WAC teams in, Air Force and GCU, a, a big feather in our cap for getting both of those teams in. GCU playing Washington on Sunday, and Air Force will be matching up against Seton Hall. So they're playing in the bubble, uh, which you know uh, all about bubbles uh, from your experience this past year in Orlando, uh, Rachel. But uh, they'll be heading out there to North Carolina, and they, they've – uh, you know, this virtual bubble, I guess, uh, that they're going to have for the NCAAs. The bubble life is a good life, <laughs> I will <laughs> say. Not chicken every day, right? Just not chicken. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I Maybe so if they have a little chicken. variety on that. Chicken and salmon. I ate so much of it. But honestly, <laughs> uh, if you're playing for a championship, totally worth it. I would eat chicken every single day for that opportunity. But the men's soccer teams aren't the only ones. We have Utah Valley who won the women's uh, tournament. So they got the at-large bid and they're playing at Memphis on Wednesday, Eric. 
Yeah, they're also uh, living the bubble life uh, as well. So that, that'll that be uh, down in North Carolina, and they, they have a little different dates. But, uh, yeah, they get to play Memphis in the first round. So that'll be an interesting matchup. As we talked to uh, Coach Chris LeMay last week, uh, the last time they went to the NCAAs, I think they had to play Stanford in the first round. And, uh, of course, the, the Cardinal were one of the top-ranked teams in the country. Maybe a little better chance to uh, to advance this year, hard to say. Uh, as we expected, you know, with, with the volleyball team uh, playing uh, for Utah Valley. So they, they've been to that. Now they get to go to women's soccer. And Victoria Stratus had a great year at Utah Valley, but uh, may, maybe they have a better chance to win. That'll be on Wednesday as we're recording this. Uh, by the time people listen to this, uh, that match will probably be over. True. Yeah. And of course, we're wishing the best of luck to the Wolverines. If you haven't listened already to last week's podcast, like Eric mentioned, definitely go check it out. Chris LeMay was awesome on that podcast, too. And then Eric, we both have championships going on this week. You're headed out to our WAC tennis tournament. I'm going to be covering men's golf. We're just rolling this week. We are. It'll be a little different. You'll be able to, to be in the comfort of your own bed there, but uh, get to cover the men's championship, which should be another good one. It is every year uh, in the WAC men's golf. And then the WAC men's and women's tennis tournaments will be taking place in Las Cruces. Uh, so you want to check for the updates. I'll be updating the the tennis championships uh, each evening and Rachel will be updating the uh, men's golf championships as well. So check for that on all our social media channels, but uh, on the tennis side of things, we're going to be announcing the uh, all, all conference awards this week. And also uh, uh, congratulations to GCU on winning both the men's and women's regular season titles New Mexico state also picking up a share of the men's title. So that'll be exciting. We're, we don't have a, a lot of teams this year, Rach. We just have the one match on Friday and then the semis on Saturday with the two championships on Sunday should be a little toasty. It looks like in Las Cruces expecting a mid 90 degree weather, but uh, this time of year, what else would you expect? You can work on that tan before we head out to Mesa. <laughs> well, what the tan end is that? May. <laughs> it's either red or it's white. It's uh, not, not a lot of tan going. But speaking of Mesa, Arizona, our baseball tournament will be happening at the end of May. It's crazy to think that that's only a month away. And looking at the standings, Eric, any surprises do you feel? You know, it's interesting. Uh, we had CBU qualify for our tournaments in basketball this year. And of course, the women's basketball team won the tournament and then advanced to the WNIT, deep into the WNIT this year. And that's the only sport that, that they're uh, competing in a, in a WAC tournament in. Mm-hmm. Baseball right now, 17-3. and three. They've won six in a row. Uh, look like the hottest team in the league right now. But right behind them, uh, Grand Canyon at 16-4, and four, Rachel. And we've seen Grand Canyon knock off both Arizona and then Arizona State last week. So they, they have a couple of big wins under, under their belt. Remember the tournaments in Mesa, it hasn't uh, quite worked out where it's been a home field advantage at all because Mesa's a little ways away from, from GCU. It's not like they play there or practice there or anything like that, but it uh, it's not too far away from GCU. So that'll be interesting to see as, as they're uh, shaping up to possibly be the uh, top seed in the WAC tournament if it ended right now. And that win over Arizona State was the first win that they've had since, I believe, 1999, I want to say. I think that's what it was. So Huge congratulations to them. The ballpark looked like it was so much fun to be at. Uh, and just the uh, environment, I'm sure, was electric. So hopefully they'll continue that when we're out there in Mesa. We'd love to get a little bit of the fans out there. But, uh, Eric, I want to talk about a huge play that we saw in WAC Women's Softball. Shortstop Jaylene Burton of the Aggies. She catches a line drive, steps on second base, fires over to first for a triple play 
against Dixie. So that, that got some uh, NCAA softball mentions, those kind of things. And it was also a whack top play. So congratulations to New Mexico State. And by the way, Rachel, only four teams in the whack softball tournament this year. And right now, New Mexico State now nine and three. They've won six in a row. So they're back to being New Mexico State again. Uh, right now would be the number one seed, Seattle U at eight and four, right behind them. Grand Canyon at six and six, and then Utah Valley at five and seven. So with a four-team tournament, this, this figures to be a, a very tough tournament because uh, sometimes you get a hot pitcher or, you know, something like that, and, and crazy things can happen in, in a tournament like that. But uh, looking like four really good teams qualifying this year. Absolutely. And while you're out there in Las Cruces, I believe that's where the... Oh, that's actually going to be in Seattle this year. Oh, correct. Right. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. We were wondering if there was going to be any rain, I believe two years ago, <laughs> the last cruises. but while you're out there, I'm going to be down in the heat, probably sweating a bunch in Edinburgh for the outdoor track and field. Excited to see all the athletes. So uh, I actually thoroughly enjoy heading out there or heading to a track and field competition because I one, I'm not a runner, so I would love to see how fast people can run, but just the individual, but still team feeling of the outdoor track and field or indoor track and field. There's something about it that just makes it really, really special. So I'm excited to head out to Edinburgh here in just about three weeks for that tournament or for that championship. Yeah. Hard to believe, uh, Rachel, it's coming up as well. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, as we mentioned before, looking forward to this interview that we had with Shella Seinman. An absolutely wonderful interview. Make sure you stick around. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll have that interview with head coach, Shell Assignment. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Dinner, Rachel Hill, joined by GCU men's soccer head coach, Shells Hyman. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Doing very good. Excited for uh, the upcoming match. Coach, I know the WAC tournament, I feel like I'm starting this out kind of on a Debbie Downer. I know it didn't go the way you were hoping for it to go, but overall, a very terrific season. What made this group of men so special? You know, uh, that's a great question. You know, I think uh, when you think about all the things we've had to go through this year, with the pandemic and um, the vaccinations and uh, quarantines, you know, and, and not having a fall season. Uh, it was hard for coaches to stay focused, uh, not, not just mentioning the student athletes. It was a very, very difficult fall. Came back in the spring and who knew what was gonna happen? You know, uh, I really focused on the wax season. I didn't think I wanted to do outside competition. Um, I felt that with the WAC, with the protocol, with, uh, with all, the, all the policies that we had in place was going to protect the students and the coaches. <clears throat> and then these guys just went off on a really good run. Uh, we were pretty injury free in, in the beginning of the year. We just started picking up injuries now that, that um, uh, we had a very, very uh, good game, uh, game plan against Air Force. But like like uh, Doug Hill always does, he comes up with the unpredictable things, and uh, uh, they absolutely uh, uh, played a wonderful game and deserved the championship uh, and get the automatic bid. But this group of guys are just, you know, they're just hard workers. They're focused. Um, we always talk about family. As coaches, we always talk about family, and this might be the closest group of players that I've had in quite a while that I could really say they're, they're, they're focusing on being a good family. 
We're talking with Shella Simon, the Grand Canyon men's soccer coach. And uh, you get through the regular season undefeated, as Rachel mentioned, you fall to Air Force in the WAC championship, which is the automatic bid. Then it uh, th there were some pins and needles I, I think you guys were, were sitting on because it kind of took a while before they announced a GCU was making it to the tournament. What was that experience like? You know what? That was um, difficult, you know, but uh, I've done this for quite a few years. And um, I thought in my heart of hearts, I, be I believe we were going to get a bid just because of the outstanding uh, season we had. Uh, yes, the final game didn't go our way, but again, I don't think it was really us not playing well. I just, I think Air Force played outstandingly uh, uh, as good as they could have played, in my imagination. So, um, but it was nervous because you're not in that room uh, that's making those decisions. Now, I served on that committee for nine years, so I know what goes on there, and I know how much of an emphasis the RPI is. Uh, to the selection. Um, I was part of the, the committee when we, when we introduced the RPI. As coaches, we weren't real happy about that. But uh, the nervousness was definitely there from the coaching staff uh, all the way through to every player. Did you feel that anyone had lost hope? Because I know it came down to one of like the last picks. Did you feel like any of the players were like, oh, it's just not going to happen? Yeah, I'm sure anytime you're, you know, you like to be called, you know, early. Uh, a couple of years ago, we got into the tournament by winning the conference and we were called up early. But you know what? There was no no stress there because we had the automatic bid. But again, you know, you're you have to believe that the people who are involved in the in the selection committee are, you know, wants the best for the game. They want the best for the student athletes. I think we're always biased to a point. You know, if I was on the committee, I would probably feel a little bit biased towards a WAC school just because I know them, I know the coaches, I know the players, I know that level of play. But because this year we didn't do any uh, out-of-conference games, you really, the only time you ever saw a team is if you if you happen to catch a game on TV. But I got to believe that the committee are honorable people and they, uh, they want the best for the game and they want the best for all the student-athletes. Coach, you get to head to the bubble now and you face Washington in the first round. Not as many teams as we would normally see in a normal year uh, for, for men's soccer. Uh, Washington, obviously a team that uh, we've seen a few times in the NCAA tournament playing whack opponents. What, what do you know about the Huskies? Well, you know, uh, uh, I have a lot of uh, contacts, a lot of people who know them, who played against them, who, who have in the past and have seen them. And uh, so, you know, I've, I've been able to uh, watch some video games. Those are the things that I'm looking at, you know, right now. Um, I don't talk to coaches that, that particularly in the, in the PAC conference because I think that's unethical. Uh, but I do talk to coaches and, and it, they remember them from years in the past. Most of us play a certain way. As coaches, we have a, a, a dream way of playing. And very seldom we do, do we change that because we, we understand it inside and out. Uh, what changes is the personnel. People graduate, new people come in. You might put a little bit of a twist into it. But uh, Jamie Clark, the, the coach of the team, has done a fantastic job. Uh, I've followed his career, and uh, he, he is one of the uh, best coaches in the country. So I know his team will be ready to play. They're a team that uh, really puts a lot of pressure on the opposition. Uh, they like to... A swarm the ball. 
They like to pick up second balls. They're extremely uh, good on the counterattack, the transition play. Uh, they get uh, as many as nine players in the box or around the box uh, when they're attacking. So they get a lot of second balls, knock-in balls. And they've got a couple of key players that, uh, that I think are, are, are valued uh, as goal scorers and uh, team inspirations. Uh, and they're also really good on set pieces. All the things that, you, that I would expect Jamie to be good at, because I, like I said, I follow his career, uh, they're good at. Coach, you mentioned each coach having their dream way of playing. What's your dream way of playing? You know, and, and I may be old-fashioned, old-school, but I really think uh, the game really belongs to the players. You know, you try to put them into uh, some type of structure that not only will bring the best out of them individually, but bring the best out of the team. You know, uh, I, I believe that uh, to, to be a winning team, you've got to do two things. And that one thing is score goals. You know, and, and uh, somehow the oppositions always get in our way, but scoring goals is a big thing. So we put a lot of time into that and then defending and not giving up goals. Those, that's what it really comes down to. But how you play in between those, those two areas, you know, we think we like to play attractive soccer. We like to keep possession. We like to uh, get players running off the ball, uh, third man runs, you know, all the type of things that you see teams trying to do. And uh, we like to keep the ball on the ground as much as possible. And um, again, you know, that it takes two teams to play that way. And right now, uh, we will try to start off playing that way. And if we're unable to play that way, I think we have enough quality to, to match the intensity that what we're facing. Coach Einman, this is your second trip to the NCAAs in the last three years. And then obviously you've been, been there before, been in many uh, big games over the years. In terms of the bubble, how does that uh, change thing or does that change anything in terms of your approach to this match? Yeah, it really does, uh, Eric. You know, what you do is, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I've been to the NCAA tournament probably close to 30 times and, and a lot of times uh, it's more than one game. And, and what ends up happening is, is you get into a routine. You know, when you get there, it's not like being there the first time. You're, you've been there before, you already know the routine, you know what the pregame uh, conference uh, discussion that you're going to have with the referees and, uh, and the NCAA people. You've done that so many times and you know the atmosphere. Uh, but this, is, this bubble has really put me now into a new boy on the block, you know, because now you have so many policies. You have to have a certain number of people that, uh, that you've got on your travel list. Uh, you have to do your, your uh, testing before you leave. And while you're there, uh, you, you've got to stay, you know, in your bubble. Um, you have certain practice times and you can't do anything outside of those practice times. I mean, it is, uh, my itinerary list is three pages because of all the protocol. Usually it's a one page deal. You arrive, you train, you get ready for the game. Now it's like so many things going on that uh, uh, I know one thing for sure. I will not be the only one that's confused. <laughs> Coach, you never fail to make me laugh, at least every conversation <laughs> that we have. I also want to ask you, though, about the confidence of this team. Obviously not winning the WAC tournament. I'm sure confidence levels dropped a little bit. How do you bring them back up to remind this team of how special they are and how talented they are ahead of this match against Washington? 
Well, you know what? Um, we had we had a disappointment with one of our key players getting a red card, and uh, that's that's not a secret. Any coach that's playing against us will know that, and that that um, that hurts the confidence because uh, Ariel has always been such a uh, important player for us, one of our best defenders. So we have been working extremely hard to to fill that gap, and and it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you really can go through the most wonderful training sessions and think you're all ready to go. And then you get into that game and you go, why we weren't ready for this, you know? Uh, uh, so I think that that has been part of the, the, the job that I've been trying to do is keep that confidence up. Um, we're doing things that we do well. Um, and then we're, we're scouting our opponent as best we can and anticipate what we're going to see. And to, to use the phrase, I think, you know, I, I used to fight for a living and I used to go into fights in the, in, in the martial arts. And I used to say to myself, I won't know if I'm going to win this fight or not win this fight very quickly. And I think this is the same type of thing that happens on the field. When you get into the game, you will know how the game is going to go by what you're seeing very quickly, how well you're executing and, and what they are doing to you that you don't like. And so uh, all we're doing is just keeping motivation high. We're keeping our, our enthusiasm just as high. And uh, we realize how important this game is for us as well as it is for GCU and, and the rep representing the WAC as well. Coach, more than 500 wins in your career. And uh, you meant you, at the beginning of the season, you uh, announced that this was going to be your final season as head coach there at GCU. Have you been able, obviously a great season and you're in the NCAA tournament, have you been able to stop and smell the roses, I guess would be the term, as you're going through this season? You know, that's a great question, but I, I as I said before, I don't know who in the heck started that rumor, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with it, okay? Yes, it's my final year, and uh, I, I cannot be any more proud of, of my players. I think down deep, I, I ask them not to play for me, but I think down deep they they do want uh, want to send me off on a on a successful season uh, I love my boys um, I appreciate everything that that all my all my coaching stops have have given to me and uh, I've always said uh, I, I followed in this principle in life uh, the three p's to be happy anywhere that you are and to feel like you're you're being productive you need the three p's the first p is purpose and I feel like uh, I've lived that purpose, you know, being a good role model for my players, uh, finding success, bringing the best out of them, even days that they don't want to give it, and, and representing uh, the, the organization I'm working with at this time, Grand Canyon University. The second P is, is place. And right now, I think I'm in the right place in my life. You know, being in, in Phoenix, beautiful city, great weather, um, and then working at, at Grand Canyon University is a great place for me to be. And I think this is going to be a great place for the new manager to, that comes in and takes over this coaching position. And the third P is people. And how fortunate have I been in my life to be around so many good people. I, I feel like I am one of the luckiest people in the world to wake up every day to kick a soccer ball. And I have lived my dream life. And now it's, I want to put a lot of my time into making up the time that I lost with my family. But this has been a, a spectacular year. 
however this game goes, it's, it's been a wonderful year and uh, I've been truly blessed. Let's hope we can all live by the three Ps here, here on out for everybody. And coach, last question from me is, now that you're going into retirement, any big trips planned? Any big retirement plans? You know, my wife, Cammie, who uh, is, a, is a fantastic tennis player and loves tennis. I mean, she, she plays tennis probably five, six times a week and uh, on three different teams. It's very good. So I, we went a couple of years ago to the Australian Open. The first trip she said she's ever made with me that was not involved with soccer. So it was a different ball. It was a tennis ball. And we, we truly loved our time in uh, Melbourne and, and uh, Sydney. I think we're going to do more of that. Uh, my youngest just graduated from SMU Law School, and she's working as a lawyer in Dallas. So we look to uh, live, live in Dallas. And then we love Phoenix so much that I, don't be surprised if we don't buy a place here and live at two different places. Coach, sounds like uh, the dream for everybody. We want to thank you for taking some time out. I know you have training going on and yep. uh, wish you the best of luck this week against Washington and, and hopefully uh, further into the NCAA tournament. Thank you so very much. You guys do a fantastic job for the WAC. It's uh, presently my favorite conference. <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, uh, when you look at all the success GCU has had this year with basketball and soccer and, and so many other things, uh, tennis, and you look at um, uh, what the WAC is, is doing now with the conferences uh, and adding more and more uh, teams, uh, schools to the, to the university, I think the WAC is, is in a perfect place. I will miss my games. I will miss my players. I will miss all my colleagues, some great coaches that I deal with day in, day out. Well, Coach, we will definitely miss you. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. You bet, Rachel. That is Shellis Heinemann, the head men's soccer coach at Grand Canyon University. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.